0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وتفاو الصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحج اشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ أَلْحَجُّ الْمَبْرُورُ لَيْسَ لَهُ جَزَاءٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Most respected by these We <coughs> are yeah, in this Mubarak month. The days of Hajjah in front of us. Many people have already left for the great journey of Hajj, many are still leaving. So Hajj is one of the pillars of Islam and an extremely important aspect of Deen. It is such an important aspect that in the Hadith, Nabi Islam says that the person who Hajj became compulsory on him because he had the ability to perform hajj, he had the means, he had the funds. And he still did not perform hajj till the time that now life is now leaving. He is leaving the dunya in the state that he has not fulfilled and discharged this duty of hajj, though he was now able to do so. Because hajj is only compulsory on a person who can afford it. So, Nabi Salasim says that if he wishes, he may now die as a Jew or die as a Christian. This is a very, very severe aspect mentioned in the hadith. And the Muhaddisin explained that this is actually something that is being stated that the person's iman is in some degree of doubt. Not that he's lost his iman, but this is such a major thing, like he is as if he almost has jeopardized his iman. So this is how important the facet of Hajj is, aspect of Hajj is that this is the emphasis Nabi Islam is placing on it. So in any case, those upon whom Hajj is compulsory, they are going and many are gone already. But does this only apply to them that they will be performing Hajj, they will be taking the benefit of it, they will be taking the lessons of it, No, the lessons of Hajj are for all of us. And there are many lessons that we have to apply wherever we are. So on the one hand, this is the importance of Hajj. The one aspect is that if a person Hajj is compulsory on him, then he should be preparing whatever the other aspects are in terms of applications and whatever things that go along with it, registrations. If his name doesn't come up, it is beyond his control. He'll wait for the next year. But he will do what is in his control. What is in his capacity, he will make the applications. Then he leaves it to Allah ta'ala. So in any case, that is the one part of it. But now to take the lesson that applies to us, whoever we are, whoever we are. In the hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave the virtue of a hajj that is performed in the proper manner. And Nabi Sallallahu says, Al-hajjul Mabrur, Laysa lahu jazaun illa al-jannah. That the Hajjul Mabrur Mabrur comes from the word Bir. Bir means virtue. So the Hajj that is filled with virtue. So the virtue that a pers- the the Hajj that is filled with virtue, Nabi Sallallahu says, Salahu Jazaun Illal Jannah." The reward of such a Hajj is nothing but Jannah. This person is now been given the certificate of jannat, which is. Another way of now guaranteeing him death on Iman. Because without Iman, a person won't enter Jannah. So, what a great thing it is that this becomes a guarantee for death on Iman, becomes a certificate to Jannah. Now, this is a very broad statement that Al Hajjul Mabroor, that the Hajj that is filled with virtue. And such a great reward be mentioned on it. The Sahaba Ikram were not those who would just take things by the way, they were eager to find out exactly what they should be doing. So the Sahaba inquired, ya Allah. Such a great thing, and that Hajj which is going to be filled with bir, filled with virtue. So, what is this virtue? What is the virtue that is specifically linked to Hajj? Now, Bir, in different places this has been explained in a different way. On one occasion, the Sahaba inquired, What is Bir? So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he replied to them, Al Birru Husnul Khuluq. But you want to know what is Bir? Bir, virtue is good character. So, on that occasion, Nabi Sallallahu said, Al Bir, this is good character. And the opposite of Bir is ism. وَالْإِثْمُ مَا حَاكَ فِي صَدْرِكَ وَكَرِهْتَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ This is bir, this is virtue, good character. And sin is that which, it creates some kind of feeling in the heart, that this is something not to be done. And you feel embarrassed that people should know about it. عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ person is doing something, but his heart is telling him that this is not to be done. This is something that I shouldn't be doing. That is already a sign that this is sin. And sometimes he might even make some kind of excuse within his heart. That well it's not so bad. That's not so bad is a shaitani plot. To get a person caught up in something. It's not so bad meaning that it's a little bit good. Can anything wrong be a little bit good? Because it's not so bad, it must be a little bit good also. So, if a sin is not so bad, that means that sin is a little good. Can a sin be a little good? So, the other sign of this sin is that you would not like anybody to know that you are up to this. That is a sign that this is wrong, this is something to be refrained from. So, on that occasion, this was the explanation Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi gave. But on the occasion of Hajj, what is the bir? what is the virtue of Hajj? What will make this hajj mabroor? So there are three things that Nabi Salaam explains. Now can we imagine a person going for hajj, such a great amal, one of the pillars of Islam, and the reward for that hajj which is mabroor is nothing but jannad. And hajj can only be performed in that Mubarak place. So what will be the special virtues of hajj which will make it mabroor? Because that is the question now what will come in the heart and mind would generally be that the person who makes the most amount of tawaf and indeed hajj cannot be fulfilled without the tawaf. Some tawaf is farz and then there's nafil tawaf, it can only be, tawaf can only be made, they cannot be made anywhere else in the world. So that might be the special virtue of hajj, that the more tawaf a person makes, nafil tawaf also. Or, many other ibadat. the person who b- makes the most amount of tilawat, the person who makes the most amount of zikr, all these things are great amal. But What does Nabi Salaam say? Can we imagine now hajj is taking place? And Nabi Salaam is giving the virtue of hajjul mabroor. And the sahaba want to know what is the specific bir, that virtue of hajj, which will make it mabroor. Nabi Salaam explains three things. If Shah Salam, Three things are the special virtues of Hajj. And whereas none of these three things are things that are specific to Hajj or to Makkah Mukarramah, these are things that are applicable anywhere else in the world. But they have been made the special virtues of Hajj. So this highlights the importance of these aspects. What are the three things? Our mind never go to these things. That these are the special aspects, the special virtues of hadith. First thing is ifshau salam, making salam common, spreading salam. Ifshau salam is a virtue of hadith. Yes, salam is a message of peace, is a message of brotherhood, is a message of love. It's a message when a person is making salam to somebody that you would not be harmed in any way, neither your life, your wealth your honor, nothing would be harmed from me this is the message he's giving so a person who is sincerely making salam his heart is clean regarding everybody he's making salam to the person one is that this salam is a bu'a may the peace of Allah be upon you Allah blessings and Rahmat be upon you. At the same time, it is this message of being at peace from myself. So now, a person who is sincerely making salam, it won't be that he will now turn behind the person's back and now be making khibad about him and backbiting about him. Or oh, outwardly, he is saying salam, but in his heart, he is harboring malice. Because he is sincere in his salam. So, the salam is cleaning his heart regarding everybody. Now, hajj is that gathering of the whole ummah. And this brotherhood of the ummah is required. So, this importance of salam is being highlighted. And in the hadith, it is mentioned that among the signs of qiyamat is that people will make salam to those who they know. If they don't know, they are not familiar with the person. Even if the person you can make out from top to bottom, this person is a believer, is a mu'min. One is that a person is in doubt, he just cannot make out now what the, who the person is. But he can make out this person is a Mu'min. But if he doesn't know him, he won't make salam to him. And in the time of Hajj, a person is passing Muslims all the time, everywhere. It's only Muslims. But how often does a person make salam to those who he's passing? He's passing hundreds, maybe thousands of people in one day. How many times does a person make salam? That is the question. So this is Nabi Islam highlighting. So if this is the birr of hajj, <laughs> how important it is that this be alive all the time. Afshu Salam <laughs> This is the aspect that needs to be brought alive. Unfortunately, if you consider in our children, in the younger generation, this is something dying out. First is salam, then kalam. People phone one another, starts off with something else, How's it? Salam, First salam and then whatever else. So in any case, this was the first thing that Nabi Salaam mentioned, salam. And salam is a means of barakah in the Quran, Sharif Allah Ta'ala says. When you enter your home, إِذَا دَخَلْتُم بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا على انفسكم من عند الله مباركة طيبة. It's a means of great barakah coming down in that home. It's a greeting that Allah Ta'ala has given. How many times a person enters his house? But no salam. Allah Ta'ala is giving us this guidance in the Quran chari. You want barakah in your house? Make salam. Even if there's nobody in that house, also make salam in your Make the niyak of the angels are there. So the first thing Nabi Slah mentioned was salam. Then if salam wa itamut ta'am, feeding people. It's a special virtue of hajj. Feeding people, this is not something that is restricted to a specific quantity. How much you must feed the person? Whatever a person can, in his capacity, somebody something more, somebody something less. There is no quantity that is being specified, <laughs> and that it must be a certain level and quality of things. Whatever he can, somebody he can feed him on fruit. He fed him some fruit. Somebody he can give him a bottle of water. He gave him a bottle of water, and he can share one date with somebody. He gave him one date. But feeding people, because this unites hearts. In so many ahadiths, this is separately emphasized. Atqim ut ta'am, wasiru al arham, wasallu bil layl wa nasu niyam, tadfulul jannata bi salam. Nabi sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam says three things: it feed people. This was a common thing. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi says that when you are cooking something, add to the gravy. It will make it easy to share with others. So to share. But neighbor, it doesn't have to be something that is always done in a certain style, and a certain level. When we will abandon simplicity, then generosity will go along with it. Because it become difficult now, because everything has to be done in a particular level. At a particular, in a particular style. And if it's not possible in that manner, then you can't do it, leave it. And in this simplicity, then it's very easy. So, to the extent that simplicity is maintained, these other sifat and qualities also easy. Generosity is easy. So, in this hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, Feed, atimu ta'am, wassinu arham, and join ties of family relationships, maintain the ties of family relationships, and perform salah at night when people are sleeping, Tadkhulul jannata bisa'lam. You will enter jannat also peacefully. No problem, direct. So the second thing Nabi Sallallahu mentions is it al-ta'am, feeding people. So this is something which is part of good character, usne akhlaq That a person is entertaining, accommodating. And then the third thing Nabi Sallallahu mentions is that if shaw salam wa taam wa tibul kalam and speaking sweet words, now, where is a person? He's gone for Hajj. And he's asking about what is the special virtue of Hajj? What will make it Mabroor? What will earn him that certificate of Jannat? And he's being told these aspects. Wa'tibul Kalam, sweet words. It's a common thing that is normally advised that when a person is going for Hajj, he must take his one bag of his needs and his clothing and whatever other necessities are, and he must take ten bags of sabr. Because when he will have that sabr, because any journey, any travel has its challenges with it. And especially on the occasion of Hajj, where everything is happening in a concentrated space, in a confined space, and there's a concentrated amount of people in that space, and a person has to accommodate others, And travel has its own challenges with it. So now he is tested over and over again. His tolerance is being tested. His patience is being tested. And in all these conditions, can he still speak sweet words? Outwardly it sounds like a very simple thing. What's the big deal about it? Speaking sweet words? Very simple. we carry on with it. But when a person is on the spot, it's very easy to plan to speak sweet words beforehand person has to meet somebody so he's now knowing, he knows that one o'clock I'm going to meet the person so he's planned how to talk to him so he's already now rehearsed all the very very sweet words in his heart and mind I will say this and mashallah and whatever else I'm so pleased to meet you and uh, you're such a wonderful person all the good good things he can plan beforehand but something happens on the spot there was no chance to pre-plan anything. Somebody tested him, tested his tolerance on the spot. And now can he say sweet words? That's the challenge of the time. So, Tebu Kalam, this is something that becomes a very, very important now, a person is traveling with his companion, he's going for Hajj, and now some issue came up and he just blurted something out. And now that spoils everybody's whole journey, because now it became a major issue. Why? Because he has blurted something. He just said something out of turn. And now when this thing was said out of turn, something wrong was said, it broke somebody's heart. Now let alone that it spoils the relationship, it spoils the person and everybody's ibadat also. The person is standing in Arafat, but his whole mind is now in turmoil about what happened. He's supposed to be connecting with Allah, and his heart and mind is now embroiled in this problem that happened. Why? Because somebody said something out of turn. So, how important this becomes, and this is becoming, this is being highlighted as a virtue of hajj, tibul kalam, speaking sweet words. And all these things are part of this makari me this good character. So, if this is the highlight of hajj, or the special virtues of hajj, so this is a lesson that the haji now will bring back home that he's gone for Hajj, he spent his time in the Mubarak place, and he's lived those days in this manner, that he was hyper-conscious about these things. So he will come back with that lesson. Because the Hajj, the Tawaf, he'll perform there. The other A'mal, many of it, he'll only perform there. The wukuf Arafat can't be done anywhere else in the world. But the lessons of Hajj he will come back with. And he will live those lessons of Hajj throughout his life. So this becomes a training for him. And this becomes a lesson for us who didn't go also. That if these are the things that make the hadi so special, so if we do it even here, we'll get, become the, close to Allah. Tibarak, t'a'ala. So this husn-e-khulq, this good character, this akhlaat, this in the hadith Nabi Wasallam says, that there is nothing weightier than good character on the scales of good deeds of a person on the day of Tiyamat. Can you imagine, مَا مِن شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلُ فِي مِذَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ And then the sweet words, the opposite of it, mentioned in this hadith that we are just discussing, Islam says, the weightiest thing is good character. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ الْفَاحِشَ البذيء. Allah ta'ala detests an immoral and a foul-mouthed person. Unfortunately, we find sometimes this becomes like a fashion. Speaking vulgar words and talking in flowery language becomes like a fashion. Person feels that now he can fit into a certain circle if that's, he, that's his language, that's the way he talks. Then this is a ticket to be part of a certain circle. Whereas this is the opposite of the steele kalam. How many times these kind of issues come up? But a person now is using all kinds of languages, and his children are now using the same languages. Now the mother is crying. How do I handle this? So the lesson that we learn, the hujjaj are performing the Hajj, but the lesson that we go to take is the lesson of akhlaq out of it. That this Aflak is what is making this Hajj special. Otherwise, a person, the specific aspects of Hajj are very easy to perform. It's easy to now go and make one tawaf, to make the sa'i, to be in Arafat. Those things, anybody will do it. But to make that Hajj special, as millions of people come and go, but how many then come back in a manner that they are changed? And this is the certificate that a person can judge for himself, that his life before Hajj and his life after Hajj, that there is a marked difference, that there is a change for the better in his time after Hajj. person wasn't conscious of his Salah, now he's come back, and now he's conscious of his Salah. He was not conscious about how he conducted himself in his dealings, now he's conscious and must deal correctly. He was not conscious about how he is conducting himself in society, as a father, as a husband, as a person among others, now he's concerned about his muasharat, his social life. But this must be done in the way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. And in this way, all the other aspects of deen. So now this has become the sign that this person Hajj is inshallah, maqboor, maburoor. It has brought a positive change in his life. So these aspects that we have learned, the aspect of speaking sweet words, the aspect of feeding people and spreading salam, these are all things of good character and this good character is what is going to bring us very close to Allah this is what Allah Ta'ala loves this is the heaviest thing on the scales of good deeds of a person and this is the shine on a person's iman this is the perfection of his iman so this is the thing that we have to make effort on we are not there for hajj but we are here this good character is for everyone everywhere all the time And because of the lack of good character, we find innumerable problems that are there in society. In homes, in businesses, in relationships, in whatever else. And if this good character comes alive, then this is the guarantee of peace and happiness. This is what we have to strive for. And this requires this tolerance. It requires this sorrow, this patience. It requires that a person have a heart. The Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala speaks about the ocean. That The heart must be like the ocean. The, the ocean Allah Ta'ala speaks about that, what good it gives. The details are in several ayat that this ocean on the one hand it gives the good food of the sea. Fresh fish. And then the pearls and the oysters. وَتَحْمِلُ إِلَىٰ بَلَدٍ لَمْ إِلَّا بِشِقِّ الْأَنفُسِ This ocean allows these huge ships carrying tons and tons. It's allowing all this burden, so to say, to pass over its shoulder, taking all these provisions from one end of the world to the other. And without this, it would have been very difficult to do the, take these things from one point to the other. It would be a great amount of difficulty. The ocean gives all this, all the time, giving all this good. And is the other side? Everybody dumps all their filth in the ocean. And in urban life, urban settlements and so on, all the sewer lines finally end up in the ocean also. So the ocean takes everything. All the dirt and filth of every everybody the ocean takes. And it doesn't stop giving its good. Everybody's filth is digesting. And it doesn't stop giving its good. So the heart... Of a mukmin and the ahlal that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught is to make this heart an ocean. It can digest everything. It doesn't stop giving its good stuff. It's still giving dua to everybody, like Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as in the poets describe that those who just nee kante unko bhi phool diya. Those who spread thorns in his path, he gave them flowers also. Oh, that is a heart, a heart like an ocean. And that is the heart that we are being taught to develop from these lessons of Hajj. May Allah ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfeeq that we inculcate this good akhlaat and look correctly in ourselves and we become those <coughs> servants of Allah wa ta'ala who are all the time wishing well for everybody and our hearts become like oceans. Wa alhamdulillah.